Clay Helton is talking Georgia Southern Eagles football. It's Locked on Sunbelt. You are Locked on Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. We're moving on from the baseball. Great run, Southern Miss. Great, great run. Uh, and now we're back to a little football. I've been looking forward to this for a while. I've been trying to get him on. Really do appreciate his time. Clay Helton of Georgia Southern. A little bit different of a situation, right? He got let go from USC and then almost immediately, like a month later, Got the job with the Eagles. Not one of those. We're hiring you in December or, you know, or early January and you're moving your family. You're figuring out what you got. You're figuring out what you need. Uh, and you're, you know, the things don't slow down until maybe, you know, after spring ball. And it's been a little bit different of a process. We talk about that. And then, you know, that App State game. Well, we talk about Nebraska as well. But that App State game, I don't think I've seen a coach thoroughly enjoy a game as much as that one. The emotion that he showed afterwards was great. We talk about who's replacing Kyle Van Treese. He answers that question and the expectations for Georgia Southern in 2023. So let's get to it. Uh, before that, today's episode, had to do this, is brought to you by uh, Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college, and when you enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Jetty-style tumbler with every order. All right, let's get to it. He is the head coach of Georgia Southern Football. He is Clay Helton. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Thrilled to have the head coach of the Georgia Southern Eagles, Clay Helton on coach. Uh, heading into year two, uh, we'll get into that. But I want to go back to the basically the end of year one. I'm not sure I've seen such unadulterated joy from a college football coach winning basically a regular season football game. You've coached at the highest level. You've coached USC Notre Dame. And the win over App State, that was as much enthusiasm as I've ever seen as a coach uh, take us through that ball game. Well, I, I tell you, you, you realize how special it is for our community, our fan base. Um, it, it is a great rivalry in college football when you talk about Georgia Southern versus App State. Um, and it's someplace, whether it's Statesboro, Georgia, or Boone, North Carolina, you know you're in for a, a heavyweight bout. Uh, you know it's going to be entertaining. You, you know you're going to get everything from both teams. And both teams just competed at such a high level in that game with every emotion uh, that could be possibly had. Um, I've, ha I've had the opportunity to be a part of some special games. Um, and it, it was as special to me as anyone that I've been in. Um, just to see the sheer joy uh, of our players. Uh, to see a fan base, uh, I literally went to go shake Sean's hand, and I looked up at the stands and go, where the heck is everybody? <laughs> and then I, I realized, oh, my God, they're all on the field. Uh, it, it just was one of those special moments, and, and it's why you coach. It's why you work so hard for those 12 Saturdays so you can have moments like that that um, stay with you for the rest of your life. So often it feels to me, and I could be wrong, that you know when you win games like that, it's a relief. This game was different. This game was the opposite. It was just, again, unadulterated joy. You let it all out on TV. It was it was awesome. Uh, 
during that ball game, do you, do you ever get the chance? And I know you're probably focused on what the next play is. You ever get a chance to say, "Hey, boys, this is why we're doing it." This, I mean, win or lose right now, and we prefer to win, obviously. But how much fun is that? how much fun is everybody having right now? Oh, it was a blast. You know, you had two teams that were both fighting for postseason play, everything on the line in that moment. And and you're so focused on your job, but you have those moments, you know, whether it's the start of a quarter, whether it's right after a touchdown, where you just take a deep breath and say, man, you know, we don't got to do this. We get to do this for a living, you know, and, and, and this is part of our lives. And, you know, so to be a part of college football, which is the greatest game on earth, to be a part of those type of games, um, those special games uh, with a lot on the line, that's why you play the game. That's why you compete uh, and credit to both teams that night. Um, It was one of those uh, great environments uh, as far as a a playing experience uh, for our fans. Uh, But it, it also was two teams that just competed at the highest level talking with uh, head coach clay helton from the georgia southern eagles all right i'm a hashtag always a bright side kind of guy so you got let go from usc but you were brought into georgia southern really early you know Mm -hmm. you've been on the other side of those things where you're the head coach you know in december and you're trying to move and make a staff and you know your head is spinning for the better part of three or four months so instead of what you know and you know, let's not kid ourselves. He put pressure on everybody else winning in his first year. You know, John Summerall is now much more comfortable with Troy after year one, getting the program and the process going. You had a little bit of a head start. So what what's the difference now between that and, you know, you're, I mean, it is year two. It is only year two. But everybody kind of knows and, and is probably on the same page by now. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was such a bold move and progressive move by Jerry Benko and our president, Kyle, Dr. Kyle Morero, um, to hire a head coach in early November to be able to evaluate staff, players over a three-week period of time. It was the last three weeks uh, of the season um, to see what you needed. Because usually you get these jobs in December and you right. hit the run and you don't even know what you need. You, you know, you just start recruiting and getting in homes. and and But to truly know, okay, hey, you know, this is who we have. This is what we need to acquire. These are the systems that we're going to put in place. It's helped us so much uh, in recruiting uh, and and roster management. Um, you know, you were able to go out and find a Kyle Van Treese uh, at quarterback, and especially in changing a system that was more an option system to, you know, a passing, a more balanced system. Um, so that progressiveness, I think, really helped us in year one. And we accomplished some amazing things, had some really magical moments. I mean, to have the opportunity to go to Nebraska and get a power five win, uh, to have a top 25 win over James Madison right here at Paulson, Paulson, and then to have the uh, opportunity to beat your rival uh, at home in the last football game to go to postseason play. Man, that was some great things in year one, but it's not the standard either for, for Georgia Southern. We realize that um, it's a championship standard. I look outside my window every day. And there's six national championships sitting on the stadium. You know the tradition of excellence that's here at Georgia Southern. Uh, We all came here to win not only Sunbelt championships, but to create a national product, a national recognized product. Uh, And to be able to do that, you have to play at a very high standard, both in your national games as well as in conference. And that's what we're working to in year two. Well, it's Locked On Sunbelt head coach Clay Helton of Georgia Southern. Let's go back to that Nebraska game because you were capping it off, right? Two mm-hmm. Sunbelt teams already, power five victories yeah. on that day. Uh, did, did you take any anything from that? I'm, obviously, you're concentrating on, on your game, but someone had to say, hey, coach, a couple of these teams already did it. Why can't we? Well, I, I tell you what, it, it, 
one of the things that so, was so intriguing about this job was the strength of the conference. Um, Commissioner Gill, the presidents of these universities, while other conferences were breaking apart, they were adding to the strength of this conference, bringing in a great Marshall team, James Madison, you, you know, Southern Miss, uh, Old Dominion. Uh, it just bolstered uh, what was already in place. And, you know, and we knew that as a conference to be able to gain respect and reputation, you have to go do things on a national level. Uh, and to watch Marshall and App State do what they did that day uh, and then have our opportunity to see Old Dominion with Virginia Tech the week prior. You know, it, it it's very important for our league uh, to have those days uh, and to put ourselves on those national stages um, uh, because, you know, the landscape of college football is going to change. Uh, it, the playoff system is going to, to grow. Uh, and as we gain respectability uh, and resume uh, building uh, like we did last year, uh, everybody looks at this conference and goes, wow. That, that that is the premier group of five conference that is somebody that is worth talking about on a national level and so we got to continue to do those and have successes uh when we get that national stage was it a called qb draw or did kyle do that on his own <laughs> no it was a called qb draw i thought it was a wonderful call by coach ellis who was an rpo driven either qb draw or throw the rpo kyle made an incredible decision uh and and uh, when the game's on the line, uh, you didn't want to have the ball in anybody else's hand than Kyle Van Trees. That's one of those plays even I can see, right? When someone goes in motion and the middle opens up, I'm like, he's going to QB draw it. And there's nobody there to stop him. If they just get a couple of blocks. So is that a play that you can see? He's like, this is going to work. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally would uh, – when Coach Ellis and I were discussing and saying, hey, let's go with this. As soon as you lined up and you saw too high coverage in that motion went in the mic back or bumped out of the box, you were like, oh, my God, we're going to get this. I can't <laughs> uh, and so, you know, you know it as a, as a game planner and a play caller that it's getting ready to happen. Uh, but then you got to hope for the execution of 18 to 21 year olds. And uh, and they executed it uh, perfectly. Is that a situation where you're watching or you're putting your head down and letting the crowd tell you whether it worked or not? No, I was half coach, half fan, just, right. uh, just enjoyed every second of it. Okay, let's take a time out when we come back. We'll ask Clay Helton straight up, and he actually answers us, who is going to be the starting quarterback for the Georgia Southern Eagles? But first, let's tell you a little bit about bird dogs. All right, loving my bird dog shorts. I actually wore them uh, yesterday. They have stretchy khaki shorts. are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than the regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches to get that way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice moving. Go to birddogs.com slash college and enter promo code college. For your Yeti-style tumbler with your order, that's birddogs.com slash locked on for a free Yeti-style tumbler like this one. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right. I want to make sure we got that in. See if we get that in. Like that. Yeah. Bird dogs. Uh, all right. Dave Schultz, locked, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. We ask Coach Clay Helton of the Georgia Southern Eagles, who's a starting quarterback for 2023. We're talking with Clay Helton, head coach of Georgia Southern Eagles on a lockdown Sunbelt. All right, you mentioned going to get a Kyle Van Trees, and obviously, you know, that is somebody you have to replace. I'm not going to mm -hmm. ask 
I guess I could ask who the starting quarterback is. I'm not sure I'm going to get an answer, but how do you go about replacing them? And who are the candidates to be your starting quarterback? Yeah, I, I said this coming out of spring football and, and, and don't shy away from the question. You know, if we were to play today, uh, it would be Davis Brin. Uh, he, he did a tremendous job and, and you expect it from a guy that, um, that has so much experience to your start at Tulsa and what he did there with coach Montgomery, uh, was, um, very unique and special. Uh, he showed that poise and that experience and that production, just like Kyle had. Uh, it was a very similar, very similar Kyle situation. The rest of the room is young but talented, and so everybody we compete all the way up uh, each and every day, all the way up to the game. But if we had to go play a game today, it would be it, it would be Davis Brent. Um, you've got some other great candidates in that room to bring a JC French on um, up from the University of Memphis. Being here, he is he had a good Good spring, continued develops over the summer. Uh, you got David Dallas that is here, Kobe Walton. Um, you, you know, you got guys that uh, Colton Fitzgerald that are talented men and, and are competing every day. But if we had to play today, it would be Davis. So, how much pressure does that alleviate off of your shoulders, not having to answer the stupid question like guys like for me, and, and knowing this is where we are as of right now? If something changes, it's great. Yeah. Someone yeah. can play their way into it. But right now, this is where the team is, and so let's move forward in this direction. Yeah, I've always believed try to provide clarity and transparency when you know it's when you know it's clear right now where we're at. Um, but uh, you, you know, you never know how things change. Um, you know, and I, I tell each and every quarterback, having co played the position, coached the position my entire career, it, it is something that you have to prepare like a starter um, because you never know when your opportunity is going to come. Uh, it could be due to an injury. It could be due to lack of production. It could be due to your own progression. Um, and, you know, so you have to prepare like a starter and challenge each and every one of them from, you know, the true freshman all the way up to the guy that's already a graduate here. Uh, every day, in, in th not only at this level, but the next, you're fighting for the next 24 hours of your job. That's real life. As a head coach, as a quarterback, it's, it's about the same thing. Yeah, you're fighting for the next 24 hours. Talking to Clay Helton, head coach of Georgia Southern Football on Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. All right, we've talked about the thrilling victories that you guys had against App State uh, and Nebraska. One game that seemed to maybe put the team in a little bit of a tailspin was the South Alabama football mm -hmm. game. It all changed on a fake punt. Uh, mm -hmm. South Alabama was reeling. Guys mm -hmm. were flying in because they had the flu that week. Uh, you know, How did you guys eventually rebound uh, after that ball game? Because it, it, it did take a few weeks, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was one of those games you look back uh, and you always you always say, gosh, dang, what could have been? Um, right. And you're sitting in that game, especially. And that was a challenge to our whole football team um, to sit there and be up 31 17 in the fourth quarter um, and not to finish and in that game, um, you, you know, uh, was something that it's a learning lesson for our team. Uh, it, and especially a team that was trying to gain confidence uh, in itself. That's you know, right. after coming off a three-win season, um, there was talent on the football team, but there's confidence that has to be produced um, in each other uh, and our capabilities. Uh, and so as we grew as a team, I thought we grew each and every week. It had some injuries that plagued us a little bit in November, but I think those learning lessons really helped us for that App State game. You know, at the end of the season, being in a very similar situation where we had to finish a game 
and we found that way to finish. Um, and so um, you learn, uh, we have a lot of young kids on this football team, and that was a great learning lesson. And so as much learning as you get from success, you better also learn from the failures. And um, we learned a bunch from that game. Probably a few nightmares with LaDainian Webb just running the football Ooh. over and over. Yeah, you know, Kane's done a great job with that that football team. Uh, you know, obviously, um, one of the better ones in our league. Um, having to uh, play them and, and ULL on the other side of the West, it just shows you both both sides of the conference are extremely strong. All right, let's take one more time out. We'll talk to Clay Helton about the expectations in 2023 for his Georgia Southern Eagles when we resume. But first, I want to thank everybody for you know sticking with us. It was a great run in baseball, right? You know, here locally in Lafayette, the Cajuns make this great run at the end of the season, uh, find themselves in the Sunbelt Championship and get into a regional down in Miami. Coastal ends up hosting. Troy makes the Sunbelt Comp or makes the NCAA tournament. And Southern Miss actually wins their regional in Auburn and then gets all the way to the Super Regional. And the Southern Miss fans uh, have been flocking uh, to the podcast. Really do appreciate it. And they have an outstanding sense of humor with the Applebee's mess uh, last week. Please stay with me as we, you know, tr you know, kind of get back into the swing of things uh, with football. We're going to try and do as many as we can. Uh, and really it is not that much longer until football season, right? We got to, what are we midway through June and then you get the July 4th. All right. And then you get uh, the all-star break. Then it's SEC media days and then it's Sunbelt media day. So it, and then, then camp starts like that next week or that weekend. So it really is anywhere from four to six weeks before it is back to football 100% in terms of different things we could talk about. Some teams are taking time off, but I do appreciate it. Again, if you see it in YouTube, like it, share it. It's a big help. Comment, happy to reply. It you know comes off as locked on Sunbelt. That's me. I'm the only one uh, doing that. Uh, also, you have your ability to listen to it as well, wherever you get your podcast, uh, Amazon, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. And if you are getting it in Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. It is a big help. All right, let's wrap things up with the head coach of the Georgia Southern Eagles, head coach Clay Helton. What are your expectations for 2023? All right, we're talking with Clay Helton, Georgia Southern uh, head football coach, locked on something about your team every day. All right, let's talk about expectations. You mentioned the six national championships. Uh, you know, the, the Sun Belt is, you know, one of the better group of five conferences. I, I happen to think I could be wrong that maybe the, the, the power has shifted over to the West with Troy, with South Alabama, with the Cajuns, and we'll see what our guy Will Hall uh, can do with Southern Miss. Uh, whereas, you know, I mean, Grace McCall is back. Marshall's mm -hmm. got their quarterback, but mm -hmm. their defensive coordinator left. Uh, and App State's going to be breaking in a new quarterback. And you're breaking in a, a new mm -hmm. quarterback. Um, what are your expectations for Georgia Southern here in 2023? Yeah, we have one standard and one expectation, and that's championships. You know, that's that when you, when you step foot and sit in this chair in Statesboro, Georgia, that's got to be your mindset, and that's got to be the team's mindset. Um, and you fight like heck each and every day uh, to put yourself in position to improve and to go win that championship. Um, you know, we understand it's extremely, extremely hard conference. Um, you know, obviously we got to go through the East for the, our first year. Last year, we pick up ULM and Texas State on the other side uh, this year. And we know that uh, in this conference, you have to bring your A game 
each and every week, home or away, because uh, if you don't, you're going to get your butt beat. And, um, and so it's extremely important for us to kind of have that one and O mentality, um, in conference, um, that, you know, uh, whether you get a win or a loss, you better put it beside you, learn from it, put it beside you and get on to the next one, uh, and fight like heck each and every week to go one and O. Um, you know, when I look at the overall scheduling, uh, we have, two really early big games, uh, first two, first two games out of the block being coastal, uh, Carolina and, mm. and James Madison, which would be mm. two huge challenges for us, uh, early in conference season. Uh, and then two, uh, immensely important games at the end of the season being, uh, at Marshall and, and at app state, uh, you know, oh. so some great challenges, uh, for this team and, and uh, looking forward to the opportunities, but there's one thing that is expected and demanded, and and you know is our expectation each and every year, and that standard is championships, not only uh, in the Sun Belt, uh, but to do things that uh, that 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 show national prominence uh, and a national product. Well, that opportunity is going to be there in a couple of years, right? We're going to a 12-team playoff, and I do want to talk about the pressures because it feels like. Guys that are just getting jobs are already on hot seats. That may be fair or not. But as somebody who coached, you know, at USC, mm -hmm. if Lincoln Riley, it's one thing not to make the playoff. There's only four teams. Mm -hmm. If you're not making the playoff a couple of years in a row and there's 12 teams, mm -hmm. that's going to be a problem for some guys. It's certainly an opportunity for some G5s to get in there. I think, you know, yeah. we'll see what South Alabama does this year. They got a chance to have a ridiculous season with Tulane and Oklahoma State on the schedule. Mm -hmm. uh, they could have one of those you know, UCF, Cincinnati kind of years. Mm -hmm. uh, but what, what's it going to be like for coaches when, I mean, a John Summerall, again, ruins it for all you guys. He comes in year ones and wins the Sunbelt Conference Championship, his first year ever as a head coach. So that mm -hmm. screws things up for you guys. Yeah. Uh, but what's it going to be like when, you know, these coaches are expected to win immediately, right? There is no four or five-year building program anymore. You, there's the portal. There's NIL. There's, you mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of ways to build a, a team a lot quicker, although, you know, that may, may not be sustainable. Yeah, he, you know, as head coaches, we understand uh, the environment we're in and the profession we're in. Uh, you, you know, if, if you don't like it, don't sit in the chair. Uh, we, we understand the pressures uh, and the demands of it. Uh, and that's what makes it fun. Uh, we, we all expect. We're, remember, we were all players at one point in time and loved to compete, and we chose to continue to stay in this game to compete. Um, so we understand. Uh, you know, this is uh, a, a high-pressure business. Uh, we're extremely well-paid uh, at our positions uh, at the FBS level, and we know that there's demands. Uh, that come with that. And, um, and it's, uh, it's, it is a win now business and, and a, pr a production business. And so um, we understand that. And I think it's going to be important for us. You talked about the playoff. Um, I think it's going to be important for us, our league to continue to garner that respect and reputation that we're building right now. Uh, again, on a national level, because you, you are, when it goes to 12 teams, they're going to look at the best group of five school and it's going to be how strong your conference is coming out as a champion of that conference and then doing things on a national level uh, kind of like we did at, at nebraska uh, how app state did how marshall you're going to have to have a tremendous sunbelt conference here and make a national splash with the opponents that you play and so um, i'm appreciative to jared benko who really did a tremendous job in our scheduling having the opportunity to compete on a national level versus a nebraska last year 
Wisconsin coming up. We have Ole Miss on, on the horizon. Uh, just added uh, a USC. Uh, you look at the University of Houston coming into play, Clemson coming into play uh, in the next next few years. So, you know, you're going to have to have those national stage games that you go out and show who you are on a national level uh, and compete at the highest level. So um, I think it's going to be a complement of the two to be able to have a uh, be able to be talked about on a playoff standard. Certainly coming into these interviews, I, I know my questions. I usually know the answers. I didn't have Clay Helton going all godfather on me. This is the profession we have chosen. I did not see uh, that one coming. He is Clay Helton. He's the head coach of the Georgia Southern Eagles. Really appreciate the time, Coach. Hopefully you get a little time off. We will see you in July at Sunbelt Media Days. Thanks for hopping on Locked on Sunbelt. Dave, really appreciate it, buddy. Hail Southern.